Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. You're here and so are we. Party time. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Pete Donaldson's here. I've just t- took my lolly out of my mouth. I'm all right yeah, now. You dropped oh. it on the table, didn't you? So I now did. you've got a furry lollipop. Pete's furry lollipop. Um, and uh, everybody's got a week off because Luke Moore is not here. Yay. Yay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, oh, that's a shame, isn't it? We're going we're gonna to have to soldier on without the big man. <laughs> but I think we can do it, Jim. Um, let's, let's go straight away, Jim. It's a thigh rubber. It's Arsenal versus Leicester City. Mm. It's at the Emirates. It's a pacer up and down from where I'm sat. Surely not going to be a three points for the home win. Who knows? Um, we've at, got, at one um, point, this was a top of the table of clash, but it's not quite worked yeah. out like that, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not, not Leicester's not in the fault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Leicester have been doing the damnedest. Um, yeah, we've actually beaten Leicester in our last eight home meetings with them in the league. But they <laughs> do not talk. care for the form book <laughs> nor talk. the apple cart, do they? So that means absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> Claudio Ranieri has smashed the Premier League apple cart He's to pieces. set it on fire yeah. and then rebuilt it and just kicked it to pieces. It's... <laughs> Oh, it's <laughs> ash beneath his feet. You know that level on Street Fighter 2 where you smash, smash up, up a, a car? Do you think yeah. that's what Ranieri got Danny Drinkwater to do with the Premier League apple cart? Yeah, I think And it he's is. been doing it all season. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Good. Don't, don't put all your apples in one cart. Clearly. That's what I would say, Premier the, League. This is, <laughs> Should we talk about the game or uh, just talk about well, fruit? No, no, I was gonna, well, if, you know, when life gives you lemons... Mm. Make sure you top of the league by I'm, February. I'm, I'm just going to eat my lolly. Um, on, Marcus. Do you think I'll still on? <laughs> Enough. All right. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Enough. Otherwise, I'll throw you outside with Luke. Um, uh, are our Leicester favourites for this one, Jim? It. Um, well, it's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because going into most games, you think they are favourites because they just they're just blitzing everybody. But Arsenal beat them pretty comfortably at, at their place in yesteryear. Ancient five history. Well, indeed, but m- maybe there's something about the way that the two teams play that that mm. potentially favours Arsenal. I mean, this is all conjecture. Mm. They might just absolutely blast us away like they have with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll be very interested to see how uh, how it pans out. Now, um, Leicester are happy to concede possession. They generally mm. have very low possession, and they hit teams on the break what I'm hoping for from an Arsenal point of view is that um, if they concede possession when you've got a player like Meza Ozil who's so good at picking out those key key passes and making chances that will give us enough to see it through but at the same time our midfield indeed yeah <laughs> indeed which will like that that is goal kick heaven pick for up. a goalkeeper <laughs> pick up all the passes you like because yeah. uh, the block at the end of it is Theo Walcott yeah Peter Schmeichel can have a little nap um, <laughs> or even Peter his, Schmeichel or even his Schmeichel. son even his Ola Schmeichel. There's been a lot of Peter Schmeichel talk this (laughs) week, hasn't there? Do you remember when Jamie Redknapp said about uh, Kasper Schmeichel? 
Oh, Pete is going. Is Peter Schmuckle literally be a father figure for Casper? <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant that he's, he's accidentally got that right. Yeah. Once, which that is that is come full circle. That's incredible. Yeah. But what I was about to say is a big part of Arsenal's game back then when we did beat Leicester five two was um, Santi Cazorla um, being instrumental in our sort of possession game in the middle of the park mm. and helping us sort of be quite dominant in that area because he's just he hangs onto the ball so well. We miss that now, and that's a le- an area in which Leicester are particularly strong with Danny Drinkwater and Angola. So um, I think the game will be won or lost in the middle. And I, I, I honestly have no idea how it's going to go. I don't have a sort of gut feeling about it at all, but I think it's going to be a very good game. Well, if you want to go for the draw on Bet365, it's 14 to 5. Score or otherwise, £10 will return at 30 a quid, including the sticks. So, uh, yeah, the draw's on for me personally. Yeah, I A th- score draw, probably, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, a draw, a draw's not a great result for Arsenal. Um but I, I, I think Leicester would certainly be happy with it. I don't mm. think they'll play for one at all. But we, Arsenal, for their own title ambitions, they absolutely have to win this game. They right? do. That Man City beat Tottenham And as well. that's why I think all this plays into Leicester's hands. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. The pressure's... Even though, yeah. in theory, this is a really high-pressure game for yeah. Leicester, it's actually... It's more of a high-pressure game for Arsenal, which mm. they famously really don't enjoy. You look at the way Leicester played at Manchester City. The early goal... Whatever, helped. mate! That yeah. was basically it, wasn't it? <laughs> Whatever! We're going to do some goals. <laughs> We're gonna... Oh, oh, what? You're, just, oh, you're having a little title bid, are you? Don't care. Yeah. There's a goal. We're doing, Done another one. We're doing the goals now. Um, I think that Leicester, they've got the average one of... I think it's them and one other side average the lowest possession in the Premier League. Not bothered. Possession football. They're like the naughty kid at school that just keeps getting away with stuff. Has been slaughtered Mm. by Leicester City this season, which is incredible because they are top of the league. They don't mind, as you say, Jim, conceding possession at all. They prefer it, which is why I think they're in good stead for this game at Arsenal. It will be fascinating. Yeah, and also this game, it'd be interesting to see how Wenger sets up against them because you've got to take you you approach this game differently now from how you would have earlier in the season. Mm. And I I wonder if um, uh, he'll put Coquelin and perhaps even El Nenny as well in the middle to really shore. It up. I, I suspect it will well, be probably Coquelin instead of Flamini and, and Ramsey in there as well. But who knows? Well, we'll he see. should because because one thing that Leicester have benefited from is every time they go into a game, people go, "Oh, it's Leicester, right? We'll show them. We'll yeah. we'll beat this lot." And oh, they've beaten us yeah. or, or something's happened. You just got to press them hard and make sure you win back possession yeah. immediately. Yeah, Teams but, but, need but, to give them more respect. They need to say, "We're playing the top of the table team here." Mm. But I, I think with Arsenal, possession. You know they've always had most of the possession against most teams they come up against, but they haven't always put it in the net, and that's yeah, the problem, isn't it? Really, and they've got a very, very good goalkeeper in Peter Casper Schmeichel yeah. to <laughs> whack it past. So, yeah. but I'm not saying that Arsenal should should <laughs> just give Leicester the ball and go. Oh, well, go on then. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. If, way. Let's see what happens if we give it to them. Oh no. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I think that they should shore it up in, in the centre. And the thing is, what Leicester did against Manchester City was completely out outran them in the middle of the pitch. Mm. And that's always going to happen. Just because, wanted it more. Yeah, Yaya Toure isn't playing in the centre for Manchester City, and as great as a servant he has been for that club, mm. he's not going to keep up with Kante and Drinkwater, who yeah. are full of running. You know, we used to we used to talk about old-fashioned strike partnerships as well, which have come back in with Vardy and Okazaki and Igalo and Dini. Uh, we're actually we used to talk about old-fashioned centre midfield partnerships because it used to be four-four-two. Mm. Many teams, you know, Vieira and Petit were a great example. Lampard Arsenal. and Gerrard for England, not one of the better ones, <laughs> uh, but but it is uh, unfortunately a valid. <laughs> point um, as we all suffered through but Keenan Scholes and all Kante and Drinkwater mm. are utterly crucial you know Leicester's partnerships all over the pitch have been crucial you know Ogazaki and, and Vardy have been brilliant as well they're the thinky linky men 
Indeed they are, mm. Peter. Mm. Indeed they are. So we're, we're very much I'm sure looking... that one will catch on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Lester, the thinky linky men. Claudio Radieri just can't believe he's luck. And what no. I loved is... Wait, when Are you a little bit worried that we are all just bit part players in a Claudio Ranieri dream? <laughs> I'm happy with that. Is he not a good guy? He's a lovely guy. But not... the thing is, if he wakes up, we all cease to exist. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll wake up on, you know, the last week of May or something like that. When they've won the league. What, you're happy well, for then a few we all more stop months? To exist. Goodness oh, that's me, Mark. Oh, sorry, Jim. I was. Uh, so football. I wasn't quite buying into the fantasy as much yeah. as I perhaps should have done. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And I apologise. Um, I, I apologise. One of his former players, Hernan Crespo, recently said of his former boss, Ranieri with Leicester is doing an incredible job on a mental level. <laughs> Did he mean like, like on a yeah. crazy level? Yeah, yeah just absolutely like... <laughs> mental level, man. <laughs> is that next? Uh, Level. I like to think that was the the the, the point he was making, but the, I think the point he is making is that, of course, from a psychological point of view, a sports psychological point of view, he's been brilliant. The yeah. fact is that those Leicester players don't seem to be suffering from any mm. kind of pressure or pressure or nerves. Mm. What, what is interesting is, you know, I think part of the momentum that's taken them to where they are is there's been no, there's been no pressure on them because there's been nothing to lose. But there seems to have been a sea change in people going, yes, actually they're contenders. So you wonder if psychologically that means to them now that there is something to lose and yeah. how will they step up to that but they've stepped up to everything that's been put but in front of them so far come so. into place after the Arsenal game yeah well, if, especially if they win the game they've got now fixtures between now until the end of the season after Arsenal apart from maybe a way to uh, they're playing Manchester United I, I forget if it's a way I think it might be a way and obviously that's a tricky one it's always a difficult place to go but that is when uh, Ranieri's um you know, incredible job on a mental level will really come into play. Uh, Crespo also said the players are playing with maximum organisation, making the most of their movements. He's right; their movement mm. has been superb uh, as well. He also went on to say in in the same piece that uh, Gary Neville, um, his troubles at Valencia, he was quite happy to yeah. see that Neville struggling. <laughs> he stuck the boot in old Genev and he said, I remember because he was too harsh as a TV pundit because Crespo manages Serie B side Moderna. He's making the point that it's not as easy as it looks, pal. Right. Yeah. Has Gary Neville had a pop at Serie B side Moderna? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Has that been his main <laughs> Sky Sports Monday night's have, output? Maybe Moderna. Can, sorry, can I just Moderna. stop talking about Is it Moderna? Moderna? Uh, can I just stop talking about, uh, about, I don't know, Arsenal versus Spurs? Yeah. I'd actually quite like to talk about a Serie B. <laughs> and um, if I may, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe that is uh, the case. Um, Manchester City host Tottenham Hotspurs. Two huge games. Yeah, the top four in action altogether. Yeah. Huge. See, I think Spurs probably go into this as favourites um, purely because City haven't beaten a top six side this season, and that has been that has been what has absolutely hamstrung them. Mm. If, if they were, if they could be more consistent, they they should in theory be walking this league yeah. with the, the talent they have in that squad but they've been just inconsistent at silly times perhaps because there's a bit of kind of weakness in the middle sometimes with Toure's form you know being as, as indifferent as it has been but the that, defense that as well. a big hole. and the defence as well and obviously missing company is massive missing Aguero for big chunks of the season to be fair to them but you know they have had their uh, their troubles but um, I think yeah Tottenham just they do not look like losing at the moment do they they really don't, they well, don't. May, I, may I shellac your uh, shout of Spurs being favourites they're definitely not favourites uh, Man City are favourites here on uh, Bet365 365 at evens. Mm. Uh, Spurs at uh, 13 to 5. Uh, 10 pounds on gives you 36 quid, including the stick with Bet365. So uh, if you want to back uh, Spurs, that's what you're going to get. Uh, Lord Ramble, who is in the next room, he uh, is very upset about us giving it the big one about Spurs. Because um, he thinks, trust it. Because he thinks, we'll jinx Spurs. If we keep on talking about how good Spurs are, we'll jinx it. They'll mm-hmm. lose the match. Um, but we are our own men in many ways. So Spurs uh, are fives to win the league. 10 pounds will get you 60 pounds, including your stick with Bet365. Uh, 
Harry Kane, top scorer in the league. Uh, 7 to 2, 10 pounds will get you 45 quid with bet 365 including stakes. So just a couple of, couple of bets you might want to go for in the future. Yeah. Listen, it's not our bet of the week with bet 365, but uh, it's important to uh, upset Lord Ramble at every opportunity, especially yeah. when we're separated by Gorilla Glass. <laughs> yeah, safer. Yeah. Um, and that's why that you're saying that Spurs are going to win this one, Jim, just to try anything to make sure they don't. No, I genuinely think they will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I sounded quiet then, it's because I turned away to look at Lord Ramble. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is quite incredible <laughs> to think that Manchester City is six points off the top. I know Arsenal and Spurs are five points off, but mm. Manchester City were the team that everybody thought, right, when all said and done, Spurs will drop away, Arsenal will do their traditional yeah. routine, and Leicester surely Leicester won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Leicester yeah. got relegated yeah. somehow. Uh, but Manchester City are not stepping up. And after oh. that psychological blow, as well as a, as a defeat at home to Leicester, mm. they're the ones that people aren't really considering anymore so much, are they? They're saying, yeah. oh, can Arsenal capitalise? Will Spurs... Um, continue their good form and push Leicester all the way. Was, <laughs> it, was it kind of short-sighted to announce their new manager this um, early in the season? It does yeah. seem to have had, had the effect. I was familiar with who it was. I think it no, I was sorry, I was <laughs> making sure. Um, I, I think that uh, it would have probably been leaked. Right. That's why. Do you think that's okay. why it happened? Yeah. Well, was... I think because Bayern Munich had Carlo Ancelotti lined up. Yeah. Right. So that's, yeah, probably... that's just not their problem, is it? So if they want... Yeah, if they want to announce that. I mean, we knew Guardiola was going to leave Bayern Munich, so I suppose they could have said Carlo Ancelotti anyway. But mm. I think that, that's probably the reason they did. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We're talking of uh, Tottenham and managers, former Spurs uh, and Middlesbrough forward Mido. Remember him? Mm. We He's, all remember Mido. Yeah. Well, he he was a player, of course, and then he retired at the age of thirty or something. He like didn't that. need the money. He didn't need the money. No. One, he, one last contract. He loves the game. He was good for Spurs for about a season. I yeah, think. he was. Yeah. He was decent for the Egypt national side as well. He was a good player, but he sometimes just... that was it, wasn't yeah. it? He, I mean, he sort of didn't apply. He, he went up and down weight wise, and it was when he could be bothered. He was quite a good player, mm. but that was all too infrequently. He's sadly. a little bit Berbatov for me. Too much of a luxury player. True. Yeah, he, he was absolutely a luxury player. He, he's been sacked as coach as Zamalek in uh, in Egypt for a second time uh, after only thirty seven days in charge. He's still only thirty two. He's younger than me. I he can't was, really get my head around that. He was the youngest manager to win the Egypt Cup at the age of thirty in his first spell in charge. He was thirty. And he won the, his country's uh, <laughs> f- football cup, which That's is brilliant. incredible, really. <laughs> you wonder how a man like that uh, gets motivated to. Well, he's probably, well, he is the most famous Egyptian footballer of some time, isn't he? Do you think he'd be a good motivator as a manager? Don't be, like that me. Guy. don't be like me. <laughs> don't yeah. be like me. Okay. You don't, see, don't I could have had it all, and I, I basically did. And actually, that was the problem. And I, I just, still do. Just run around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely incredible! Uh, we're going to talk more Premier League action after this. Well, Marcus, I think it was a nothing, nothing result. I'm Craig Brown, welcome to the Football Ramble. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the preview show, sponsored by Bet365, Aston Villa versus Liverpool. The Liverpool owners have only gone back on their word, haven't they? No £77 yeah. tickets, mate. No £77 tickets, Jim. Nope. 
It's good news. Cockney, Marcus. No, that is not happening. It is good news. I wonder if the Liverpool fans will now leave on 11 minutes. Yes. Hoping (laughs) that they'll knock the price down even more. (laughs) That's what I'd do. Would they come back in after about 85? Yeah, yeah, it's not worked. (laughs) Um, They also won't have categorised match pricing as well. See, that's brilliant. That's a really significant victory. Is that because of Leicester? Again, was, Ranieri's that, going, again, you're yeah. welcome, everybody. Yeah. Screw was, your Apple car. Or is, that because, <laughs> or is that because Liverpool generally think they're a top four club and no, no club's bigger than us? So. Yeah, maybe it is that. Yeah. We, so. That may or may not be true, Peter. <laughs> it is good news. It is good news for, for Liverpool fans. It is. I mean, it's, it's still, a, 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 still they're still one of the more expensive tickets. Yeah, I mean, it's not great lot. news. It's not. But really... it was, I think it was just more surprising. I think we were all a, a bit kind of blindsided by yeah. the fact it got changed back Football so clubs quickly and just... unequivocally as well. They didn't just sort of go, "We'll look yeah. at this." They said, "Sorry, we messed up a bit." You... There's still more work to be done. But do you think? And this is quite a cynical angle on this. I think a lot, Marcus. I'm sure. Well, we're not going to <laughs> that far down that uh, dark corner of your mind, but. With you know Liverpool being at the centre now of this Premier League match pricing business, mm. which has been uh, talked about for a while, now people have honed in on one club because of the the worthy protest of their their fans. They've done very well there, and they've got the, the reaction that they immediately wanted. David Cameron, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, has been talking about the the, the, the prices as well because it was put to him in, in Prime Minister's questions, not because uh, I, I mean, he probably feels very strongly about it. Yeah, he, but he's he's <laughs> <Bodge Villa, laughs> rang in Talksport. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, the, the Prime Minister's mentioned it. It's now at a national level. Mm. Is this is this the Liverpool owners maybe thinking this is good PR if we do this? It doesn't make them a whole lot of money. I think this is the point. Yeah. I think I tried to make on, on Monday. And either way, the, the fans will get screwed over. That, that's what will happen <laughs> at some point. But this is a pretty easy victory for them uh, and a pretty easy victory uh, for, for, for the fans. Yeah, I mean, the most expensive ticket is still pretty highly priced. Yeah. yeah. Is it £59? Pounds, something mm. like that. So, you know, still a lot of money. Mm. What about in uh, Germany, which country we often praise for these sorts of things? The Borussia Dortmund fans stayed, staged a protest away at Stuttgart in the German Cup by throwing tennis balls onto the pitch in the 24th minute. I love that because that, that is so disruptive to the match. Yeah. Yeah. Ankle breaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were they were they were very very uh, angry at ticket prices at Stuttgart, where they were charging fifty five pounds for a quarter of the away tickets, which is more than what you might think actually. Mm. But uh, one of their their fans, who's the member of the campaign group behind the protest, they also missed the first twenty minutes of the match. He said that in Germany they use the expression "great tennis" to describe something very good, which is quite interesting. I suppose in England, some people may say, you know, that's that's not cricket. Right, okay. in, in yeah. saying it doesn't that, quite translate, does it? It's yeah, I mean, in, in England you might say that's not cricket, as in that's not morally right, or that's yeah. not particularly good. Oh, it or sounds something. like the, the positive version of I a mean, similar thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, one of Liverpool's most disgraceful parts of their uh, recent history was that beach ball. Oh, so yeah. you don't, want, you don't want different no. sporty balls on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> if Liverpool fans start chucking beach balls on the pitch, you know it's <laughs> something really going to rise. True. So they threw tennis balls, which was a way of telling Stuttgart that their prices were too high. I mean. That's I think that's a glorious link. Well, yeah. Should in England should we throw cricket balls? This isn't cricket. <laughs> no, let's no. distance ourselves Liverpool, from that idea. Liverpool have got a, a very extensive uh, injury record at the best of times. They do not yeah. want. They don't want cricket balls cricket being launched in. They're struggling balls. with a, a football on the pitch, yeah. alone yeah. any other. Speaking of that injury record, Daniel Sturridge may actually start uh, against Villa. 
Okay. Which is um, be interesting. A couple Ma- of goals and then off for a few months. Yeah, well, that, sadly, that has been the pattern, hasn't it? Well, I mean, well, um, Michael Owen said, uh, I think in the Guardian, he sort of said that we should be privy to his to his problems, basically. It's a funny one, as, though, isn't it? Well, should it be public record? Should it be public knowledge? How that's he injures certainly himself? not for Michael Owen to to say, is it? Well, it's, especially not Michael into storage, and especially not Michael Owen, the most injured man on the planet, Indeed. who is often kind of just yeah. airwall. I think Owen might have been slightly kind of. Um, not misquoted, but the context of this might, seems a little weird. I don't think this is him having a go at Liverpool or Sturridge. It's him just genuinely wanting to know if, if Sturridge is going to be able to play. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I love football. Oh, I want to see Sturridge. And Michael Owen, I'd love to see him play. <laughs> I know. Right? Uh, but Villa go into this game in their last few games on better form than Liverpool, actually. Yeah. And actually, they, they put a shift in against Liverpool, don't they? They, they like they like kicking their apple cart. Um, <laughs> well, Sturridge, of course, scored a couple of goals, I think, against Villa when he, yeah. when he played. Last. I still can't see. <laughs> no, no I think um, I think this probably will be a Liverpool win as well. Mm. Benteke's return be interesting to see if he, he actually did starts. miss a few chances against West Ham, didn't he, in the cup? Mm. But actually, people were complaining about uh, some of the young players that Klopp played in that match. Some of those young players gave a very good account of themselves, and they only just got pipped. I know ultimately they're out of the cup, but I didn't think it was a terrible idea for, for Klopp to, to do that. Again, you can point the fact that they're out of the cup, but he got to know some of his uh, perhaps more fringe players in that way. And if he's going to be there next season, they are in a cup final as well. Then it, it, it was unlucky. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, also we talk about um, uh, Benteke. If someone offered Benteke at the start of the season to you for like I don't know, ten million, fifteen million. You would bite their hands off, and he yeah, has been paid thirty-two woeful. million. Yeah, I know that's a, <laughs> all right. Probably not that different. amount, but he was getting there. He was still, he, he was that kind of Lukaku sort of striker. You sort of think he more often than not, yeah. if he's got a chance, he'll put it away. Mm. Yeah, I think he's he needs he needs it more on a plate than Lukaku does. Lukaku's got a lot more about his game where he mm. can sort of fashion chances for himself a bit. And uh, you know, it was Brendan Rodgers signing, wasn't it? I don't I don't think Klopp would have would have gone after Benteke because he, he he just doesn't suit the style of play that Klopp has. And that's not Benteke's fault, it's not Klopp's fault, it's just an unfortunate when you, set of circumstances. When you buy a striker for 32 and a half million pounds and you, you don't even return. get Well, yeah, you don't even get halfway through the season you think mm, he's not the man for us. You begin to understand yeah. why some clubs have sporting directors and they Set up the structure of the club because they want to play in a certain way. They want to have a certain type of player at the club. So whichever manager comes in, because they'll go for a certain type of manager, mm. everybody understands what they're doing and you, uh, in theory, reduce the risk of those kind of big signings going away. And not always in practice is that how it plays out, but you can understand why mm. some people do that. Um, Chelsea are at home to Newcastle United, Peter. We've beaten them before. Don't worry, guys. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, you got this. Mm. You've got this. <laughs> Do you think the, the, the players, Newcastle players, are going to put a shift in here because Steve McLaren is taking them to La Manga in southern Spain next week? Yeah, it's, well, it's not like a training camp or anything. No, it's just a whole stag do. It's a reward <laughs> for their fine performance on another televised match. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> so we'll see, won't we? Last time out, Diego Costa and Oscar scored uh, in a 2 0 win at uh, Stamford Bridge. But Newcastle have got fairly recent previous where. They've won in the Cup and also the league at Stamford Bridge. Fair play, I think, the last time they weren't in an incredible rich vein of form. But Mourinho uh, didn't like St James's Park, mm, did he? No. no what, so. In what sense? In that Newcastle always used to win there. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think he, did he, he's never beaten Newcastle at St James's Park. Is that right? I think that's true. Yeah, and also, here's a stat for you. Chelsea are currently on the longest unbeaten run in the Premier League with nine games. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. Who thought that was going to happen? Mm. Haven't Chelsea, Chelsea have drawn their last four home games, am I right in saying? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm just off the top of my head. They've drawn a lot, haven't they? Can they, they, have. they get into Europe? 
I doubt they, it. They, I think do, it might they dodged be a bit the Europa. They dodged the Europa League, wouldn't they? In, yeah, into Toto Cup. <laughs> um, Fair uh, play. Talking of northeastern sides travelling, Sunderland. They're off to the Middle East next week. What's happening up there, Peter? It's nice to get away. Isn't it? The Hartley Pool going to Cornwall. Well, it's a good reward for not being in any cup competition. <laughs> are, are they going out there? Are they going out there and playing games? Like the yeah, uh, yes, darts, Cluedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but oh, right. sometimes this happens, doesn't it? Teams on the hush, they will they will travel away in the middle yeah. of the season. They'll play mm. a friendly, and it, you know it won't necessarily be all the first teamers, but they do it on the quiet and they make uh, loads well, of money. Well, people, Is it one of those? Things? I think well, it's a bit of R and R actually. They, they will train, but I think mm. to take the players out uh, away from the. Uh, the the pressures of the Premier League and all that kind of stuff. A bit of sunshine, take it easy, relax, but do a bit of training as well because you've got to remember that they don't have the winter breaks which Indeed. people keep banging mm. on about. So maybe if you get a chance to do something like that, and it's also, not a bad idea. Are those all those Chinese clubs still in um, Spain? So Newcastle can get rid of a lot of players. The, the, the Chinese um, teams are all over in Spain doing training camps. And, oh, were they? Uh, that, what, that's so what, that's suggesting they're taking players to market? Yeah, exactly. Tiote's just not going to come back? Well, he popped over for a bit. Tiote went to, went to Spain and couldn't... Um, couldn't nail down a deal, so okay. maybe they'll have another crack. Does he not him. have an agent? Is that what this is? He's just re- desperately trying to get a move, but it's just beyond his interpersonal skills. Yeah. Well, what I wonder is, uh, <laughs> will a certain somebody be joining Sunderland when they go to the Middle East to, to do all this training? Because word is, mm. Emmanuel Abue is training with Sunderland. <gasps> wow. Abue, yeah. Abue, wow. man. Absolutely. God, what a blast from the past. Yeah. What yeah. a blast over the bar from six <laughs> yards from the past. <laughs> Jim, you'd love to see him back in the league, wouldn't I you? Would. I would. Well, I'd, he'd almost certainly score against us, yeah. so I wouldn't like to see that, but it'd be great to see a bit of a Boué man having a bit of a swan song in the Premier League. It's well, crazy, isn't have it? Have you seen uh, Abu Dhabi's back in action for Marseille after 506 days injured? Oh. Speaking of ex-Arsenal. 506 days. Yeah. yeah. 19 months. Incredible. Yeah, the thing what? with Diaby as well, like the, I think people forget this, it's that um, when he had that injury against Sunderland, mm. uh, it was a tackle by that guy called Dan Smith, wasn't it? Who I don't think is even a footballer anymore. Um, it, it 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 all stems from that, and mm. it's it's like a chronic uh, injury to his to his ankle now. Even when he stops playing football, he will always have problems mm. with it. It's something mm. that just has to be managed. It's not um, necessarily that he keeps getting different injuries, although he does as a result of that. But that like he is just permanently injured. He's in some right. sort of like injury purgatory it's really really sad for the guy he has to work so hard to get fit mm. and you know so much credit to him for continually doing that it must be so difficult yeah. especially at Marseille as well he, I think he, I think he's playing in a cup match fairly soon which yeah. should be quite good to see well the influence of Stephen Fletcher will help him no doubt <laughs> mm. um, so Sunderland um, Sunderland with a Bowie man in the team surely they're going to smash Man United yeah. Well, if, so, if or he, even just around the club if he plays yeah true <laughs> dressed as a tiger or something that's what he dressed up as was that right, right yeah. Yeah. to surprise yeah. a man you'll have to buy or that's a course. party that was not a fancy dress party. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, shall we have our bet of the week? Peter? Yeah, our bet 365, bet, bet of the week. Uh, we are going to go for the Sunderland Man United match. Uh, we're going for a Sunderland Man United draw. Five to two, £10 gets you uh, £35, including the steak. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. And if we win, uh, all the money goes to uh, Prostate Cancer UK, which is quite exciting. Mm. Uh, the odds are subject to change. And uh, remember, you have to be over the age of 18 to bet. Uh, and please gamble responsibly. More information about responsible gambling can be found at gambleaware.co.uk That's yeah, right. So the thinking behind this is that Man United have actually been in pretty good form but the Man United we know of the past few seasons is when they get into a bit of good form they do they do drop points mm. don't they they do something sort of slightly unpredictable so perhaps you know this is going to be one of those exact situations where they do that Nil-nil all over it <laughs> and we would take that yeah. for charity's sake Yes, Peter do we have any emails? We have a couple of emails uh, I'm going to read one out it's by a man called Ben who describes himself as a boring economist uh, <laughs> he's, it's, uh, so just a 
economist will do. Yeah, I won't give him a second in, but he's uh, he's he's given us full address. So he's, he's, he works at J.P. Morgan, basically, and um, he's come up with a, a, an, an idea, an opinion that hasn't been expressed massively over the last couple of weeks regarding the Liverpool price ticket price. He, he says he wants to give us a rational economic viewpoint and a different outlook, which seems absent in the media, uh, and you may or may not find it interesting. Now. Let's Ra- just get through it. Rash- let's just, rational. Let's just get through it, all right? Um, he says, uh, whilst I agree without question, the price of football tickets are mad, and, and he doesn't go that often as a result, even to see the mighty owls. But, A, football tickets are totally a luxury item. They can't be viewed as anything other than a luxury good. The idea that people have some sort of right to watch football, i.e. consume that luxury good at a price they want is bonkers. There are very few products globally where consumers can demand to pay below market rate, where supply equals demand. Dare I suggest that the divine right of Liverpool supporters to suggest they do is comical. Uh, Number two, football tickets are extremely price inelastic. If the uh, price rises, demand will not fall by the same amount. Uh, For example, a 10% rise in price will not mean a 10% fall in ticket purchases. A 10% rise will probably mean a 0% fall in ticket purchases. Of course, Category A games will be even more inelastic, hence the price rises more for them. Sad but true. <laughs> depressing. <laughs> yeah. Depressing email. A really stark, Three. kind of cold, robotic view of the Lo- world. <laughs> Location. I, I mean, this man sounds every inch a JP Morgan economist. Yeah. Yeah. Location. Uh, for example, a northern club is irrelevant as long as you have the demand uh, number of people who attend familiar with that uh, to meet with supply a limited number of seats then it doesn't matter if the club is in Kensington or Redcar sorry Redcar uh, number four a choice supportive bias if a person chooses option A going to a game for £77 instead of option B watching in a pub with friends or not watching at all they ignore the negatives of option A and emphasise the negatives of um, option B option B probably isn't that bad missing the game or watching it on TV isn't exactly hell on earth or a breach of their human rights net result of these points the supporters have no right to mourn about ticket prices if you don't like them don't pay them it's not unfair fair it's not unjust or a disgrace uh, in any way clubs can charge what they want it's a luxury good they have complete control over and he goes on and on but uh, we're, we're talking capitalism um, versus, versus mm. realistic Sorry, was, football let me ask, what was it what was in there patrick bateman was it what was, <laughs> his, his name was uh, uh rudimore uh, <laughs> one question What's his address? <laughs> well, I've, no, got I mean, I've, I've certainly got a work address. I mean, it's, Look, we, it, but... it is interesting to hear from someone who works in um, what I would probably argue as a canary wolf bubble in, 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 any, in, in the, in the, the city of London. In the city of London, in, in, a, in a capitalist kind of um, a bubble to a certain extent. But what I would say is that it may be a um, luxury item now, it wasn't always, no, and you yeah. and you you're, you're standing on the shoulder of giants. And what would be the point of you supporting a team in League One or League Two, getting to the point where you are selling tickets at a slightly higher rate? What would be the reward for you to support your team through thick and thin? Mm. Support your, your team at fifteen a week in League Two, and then once you get to the Premier League, you charge seventy-seven quid. Mm. You mm. gouged effectively for being for supporting your team through thick and thin. I, low I, down I, the I league. understand the point. You know, we well, all from, understand. A, from a cold, if it is a luxury item, you're just going to have rich people going, and those people invariably won't live in the area. But from a sheer capitalist point of view, I understand absolutely. That. But we don't live in a sheer capitalist society, mm. and we wouldn't want to. Perhaps. Well, this is it, isn't it? It is interesting to hear Patrick's point um, because um, you know he is looking at it from a purely economic point of view. Yeah. F- football clubs are run as a business, whether we like that or not. So that is an insight into obviously their mentality, which obviously we need if we're going to have a proper idea uh, of, of how this this world works in this kind of debate. But at the same time, you know. Th- 
they are different from from most businesses, football clubs. And, also, that, that's, and also, that as, also as well, and chairs, not, chairmen don't get into football but also clubs this, to make money. You can't. You can't do that. But this is not to do with oh well, don't be loyal to that brand. Buy another brand. You know, you b- don't buy that sports item anymore because they put the prices up. Right. Well, I'll go and buy this one. Liverpool Football Club is in Liverpool. It's not changing. That's where it is. The prices should at least be on nodding terms with the area. You know, and football clubs are usually in kind of working class areas and you can say, oh, well, you have your corporate boxes and all that kind of stuff if you, if, if you uh, so wish. But, you know, there is a heart to football as well somewhere in this uh, murky <laughs> Premier League world in which we all tap into. And it shouldn't be the case that it's a luxury item, so up yours, see you later. People have been supporting those clubs for years. And, uh, you know... It's within the interests of the football club. They want a good atmosphere. People want to go, oh, you want to get down to Anfield or you want to get down to Sellers Park or wherever. It's a great atmosphere. You and you, yeah. you know, keep the fans happy. Or if we're going to use language that may appeal to, to somebody like Ben, and we do appreciate uh, him getting in touch, by the way. And, and we could have gone in with, you know, a slightly harder tackling. And I'm sure there's a few listeners at home sort well, okay. of, who, who have very um, distinct to, opinions about Ben's opinion. You've got it. Yeah, I'm sure. And we, we, we want to be a little bit fair. Uh, but you've got to keep the punters happy, or customers may be a word that would perhaps appeal to well, some of, of, of Ben's persuasion. The people in that crowd are the product, and as we discussed on the show on Monday, in the grand scheme of things, the actual um, bums on seats don't make a huge amount of money compared mm. to the amount of money they make from mm. television sets yeah. in, the, in, the, in the top tier. As you move down the the leagues, stuff like concessions and, and, and bums on seats become more important, but at the top tier... Financially, it's, it doesn't really factor in mm. through th- player sales, wages. I think the bottom line as well is that, you know, if, if fans are paying less and they're paying what they can afford, they're more comfortable in their lives, they're happier in the ground, and there's a better atmosphere in the stadiums. And some, some, some stadiums, the atmosphere is starting yeah. to. No, I, I, like, I like men and women <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> I like them screaming blue murder on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. But that's just because it's what you know. If you, if you work <laughs> in an office, they don't have to have a nice ice cold water dispenser, but put one in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be idiots, you know. And I, I think that if this is a moral argument that we're having, well, it's not. I think <laughs> that's no, the point. We're no, not. No, no. But, but if if there is, if this comes down to football fans are saying, "Come on, have a few morals," that's a fair argument. Mm. I think it may not be by the letter of the law, but for crying out loud, if we do everything by the letter of the law and we throw out morals and, and a heart from everything, what, what are our children going to be? You know, growing up in Peter in years to come. <laughs> think of the children. Is Absolutely. that the bottom line? That's think it. of the children, and I think we end there. Indeed, but thank <laughs> you. But we do appreciate you. Thank, thank you, Ben. ben. That is the end of the preview show sponsored by Bet365. Or it's nearly the end because, Jimmy, you've got to say some things. Mm, yeah, well, you've got to go and check out 442 Tunes. Uh, yep. You can go over to our YouTube channel, see mm. the, the animation that 442 Tunes has done of us, and obviously check out his YouTube channel as well. That is simply 442 Tunes, as in 442, all numbers, and then oons. And, of course, we're going on tour as well, aren't we? We're doing, we some, doing some live dates. So, yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah, so we'll be at Northern Stage in Newcastle on the 8th of April, and we will be at the Crescent Theatre in Birmingham, on the 15th of April um, tickets go on sale tomorrow which is the or today uh, yeah or today indeed today the 12th of April 12th of April 12th of 12th of February I've forgotten 12th me 12th of never 12th of football <laughs> yeah so 12th of February 10.30am go over to our website you'll be able to get tickets oh it's, it'll be a lovely little live all show all the information you need to get tickets will be at thefootballramble.com very reasonably priced Ben from £77 <laughs> <laughs> there we are uh, yeah get 
get in touch with us. Uh, show at thefootballramble.com. Go over to the website, thefootballramble.com, to get your tickets at 10.30 on this fine day of Friday. Uh, we're on Twitter, of course, at Football Ramble. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Money. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 